It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It's time to talk to our friend, Dr. Kevin Sherrod again on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio on this Tuesday morning. We welcome in uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod of the uh, Regional Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital serving Cedarville, Jamestown, and Yellow Springs. First of all, Dr. Sherrod, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, certainly uh, always great to hear from you and the uh, information that you bring uh, every Tuesday at 930 uh, talking about the coronavirus, because quite honestly, that is what everybody is talking about these days. And uh, uh, doctor, I wanted to start. Uh, have you received any questions uh, maybe from your patients, uh, uh, parents of children? Uh, there are some school systems that have decided to just go virtual uh, for the first uh first semester, shall we say, others, uh, hybrid blend, others are planning to appear in person. Uh, as far as mask for kids, it looks like that is going to be mandatory in schools. Uh, what would you recommend? Would you recommend uh, trying to find the, not the medical grade N95 mask, but an N95 mask is a cloth mask or a mask or a surgical okay? What are you telling your patients? You know, the, the thing about masks, uh, the first and foremost, the mask has to be comfortable. So, you know, for the children, the struggle is going to be find a mask that fits or make a mask, if you can, uh, that fits. And if it's not comfortable, they're not going to wear it. They're going to have a hard time wearing it. And, and many of them are going to have a hard time wearing it anyway. And, that, you know, I've been uh, seeing some of, the, uh, some of my patients or superintendents and, and teachers and bus drivers and cooks and you know, these people bless them because they um, are trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And, and there's no, we're in uncharted waters here, so there's no, uh, there's no uh, rules that have been tried and proven. So, but as far as the masks go, you're exactly right. I think there's going to be more and more pressure uh, to wear masks in, in schools. The schools are starting, you know, I, I was hearing initially that the masks were going to be um, optional, and now the, what I'm hearing is is that they're going to be mandatory, particularly mm-hmm. in public areas, when the hallways and buses and those things that the kids, no matter what their age, are going to be expected to wear masks. So, first of all, they need to fit. Secondly, uh, they need to fit and be comfortable. Thirdly, it just needs to be a barrier protection. You don't, you know, you're going to have a really hard time finding N95 masks for a five-year-old to wear to kindergarten, um, and and. You don't need to do that. Uh, the, the mask needs to fit. It needs to, to contour their face as best as it can without a lot of gaps and openings. Um, I would make the mask fun as much as I could. You know, if you can use superheroes on the mask or princesses on the mask or whatever you want, you know, to make the mask fun and enjoyable as, as much as it can be. But the, the first and foremost, it has to fit and it has to be as comfortable as, it, as you can make it for them to wear. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio. Uh, we've talked a lot about this. Um, it seems like every day, every week, uh, we we find out something different. Maybe we thought one way, and, and now it's going in a different direction. And that's what happens with science, especially with something that's new on the scene like this coronavirus. Uh, we've received some new recommendations uh, from the CDC talking about quarantining and symptoms and the like. Yes, Um there's been some new uh, recommendations coming out. They're not major adjustments yet. They are somewhat significant adjustments. 
Um, every day I have patients asking me about retesting. You know, if they've tested positive for the uh, COVID-19, do they need to be retested to uh, show that they're negative? And um, the answer to that is no. Unless you're in a, a specific special circumstance, there are some employers that require, you know, if you're a Major League Baseball player, I think you have to test negative to go back on the field and that kind of thing. So, I mean, if your employer has some sort of uh, requirements that are outside the CDC guidelines, then certainly you have to, you have to abide by that. But in general, um, once you've tested positive for the uh, COVID-19, the recommendations are now if you're healthy without any underlying medical conditions um, and your immune system is intact, uh, generally the uh, recommendation is 10 days after the onset of symptoms or uh, 24 to 48 hours of uh, no symptoms, uh, whichever comes first. My recommendation is do the minimum of the 10 days. Um, and then obviously if you're continuing with symptoms, uh, less than a 24 to 48 hour window at that point in time, check with your primary care provider. There may be something else going on or there may be an extenuating circumstance. But uh, for most of us, just suffice it to say, if you test positive, 10 days of quarantine, and if you're asymptomatic at that point, you can return back into the general population and you do not need to be retested. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio with Here's to Your Health. Uh, doctor, we've heard a lot about the uh, new level, or I, I shouldn't say level three, stage three, uh, when it comes to vaccines, uh, the AstraZeneca and the um, Moderna, uh, those are going into uh, stage three uh, testing. We haven't heard a whole lot about therapeutics, which we would hope would be on the scene before the vaccines. Have you heard anything new with therapeutics, hopefully something encouraging? You know, I, I just hear more and more um, evidence coming back about the hydroxychloroquine and uh, some of the other agents that we had talked about uh, recently, phenofibrate, uh, you know, a, a medication of all things that people take for triglycerides is, has been shown to have some benefits. So basically any of those medications, you know, we had talked about dexamethasone before, I guess the, I'm not hearing a lot about particularly new agents, although I know that there are several that are in clinical trials right now. But what I'm hearing more and more is just more um, justification for these agents that we've talked about that they do work. And again, this uh, uh, virus uh, has its worst effect on the collateral damage with our immune system. So any of these medications that, that uh, subdue our immune system or, or, I guess, damper our immune system a little bit, uh, have the best effects in terms of, of therapeutics. But there's not uh, not any that I have heard that are on the immediate horizon. Now, I am hearing more and more about the vaccines, and it, it's kind of funny if you, in some ways if you want to know what's going on, you follow the money. Um, Pfizer and Biotech are really working on vaccines, and their stocks are surging through the roof. And I know um, I read um, late last week that the United States government had signed a contract with Pfizer. I think it was something to the tune of $1.95 billion. That's correct. Yeah, $1.95 billion to secure vaccine. Well, what that tells me is, is that, A, the, uh, the results are very promising, and, B, it's not that far away for them to go ahead and, and get, uh, get a place in the front of the line to, to get that vaccine once it's available. So um, the analysts and, and the investors of the world 
uh, are having a lot of confidence in the, in the quality of these vaccines that Pfizer and Biotech are putting together. They certainly are. Now, I was always, uh, not that I'm a doctor or anything, but I always took the tact, you, you under-promise and over-deliver. They are definitely over-promising. Let's hope they deliver. There are going to be a lot of upset people out there. Uh, I have heard Dr. Fauci say that it is a possibility that maybe by the end of October, uh, we could start uh, releasing a vaccine, but I don't think that was something that he was absolutely counting on. He said November would be a more likely target. Uh, but, you know, there are vaccines that have gotten to stage three clinical trials that have not made it uh, due to either proving ineffective or obviously proving to be uh, harmful to people and they don't know all the side effects. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly right. And, the, you know, every day we go, we're one day closer and um, certainly the... the uh, 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 future looks brighter. However, there's always something that can happen uh, at the last minute, and it ain't over till it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're getting closer, and I think seeing these movements, like I said, with the with the stocks and these companies, and with the government uh, signing contracts to uh, to get the vaccine delivered. Um, I don't know the specifics of those contracts, obviously, but most of those generally, when money exchanges hands, there's some sort of obligation to deliver and deliver in a in a timely fashion. So I suspect Dr. Fauci is correct on this in terms of that we're looking at fall of this year, the next 90 days or so, for the vaccine to start to become available. Uh, realistically, and, you know, when you talk about production and distribution, and, and we, you know, we have to think in global terms, they're talking mm-hmm. about this vaccine needing to be billions of doses all over the world. Uh, certainly there's going to be some, you know, logistical issues with it. And so I'm still thinking we're probably looking at first quarter of 2021 before the vaccine will be readily available for the general public. And that's exactly what Dr. Fauci has said. Uh, his his quote was several months into 2021 before being widely available. And I know that they've already uh, convened some doctors to try to get together to basically see who gets this vaccine first. You'd have to think the medical community, possibly teachers mm-hmm. and and, th- and folks like that would be the first ones to get it uh, due to their standing and, and what the jobs that they have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there'll have to be some thought put into this and have to use our resources to their best, uh, to their best use initially until it is, you know, readily available. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be very, uh, interesting, I guess, would be the word to use to, to see how this plays out. We're definitely in uh, in choppy waters between now and then, you know, with school starting back and, um, you know, how how that happens. Uh, again, I, I really feel for and pray for our, our educators and everybody involved in, in educating our children because they're really in a tough spot right now and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, darned if they do and darned if they don't. But I know they have the best of intentions and we're just going to have to take this, you know, one day at a time. Uh, just a, a quick note here is that, you know, the county fairs around us have been happening. And so I've been hearing that, uh, you know, uh, viral activity and so far some outbreaks at the county fairs. The only reason I mention that is, you know, we've got the Green County Fair coming up. And I think there's, uh, I don't know if it's been announced officially yet, but I'm hearing rumblings that there's going to be some changes at the Green County Fair coming up here next week in terms of, um, uh, making some adjustments there. And uh, again, when you're out, um, even though in the open air, it's, it is safer, especially if you have social distancing. But, you know, if you're sitting next to somebody in, in an open air area, you can spread it just as easily as you can in a, in a closed space. The open air just is an advantage 
to allow us to social distance more uh, than we can in uh, you know in, inside. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio, and, and we both uh, speak with the governor uh, from time to time. I know you obviously more frequently. Uh, my understanding is the governor was very displeased uh, seeing some of the county fairs, and then we had the outbreak at the uh, Pickaway County Fair. I know he was uh, not very happy uh, with uh, mask and uh, social distancing uh, policies not being uh, followed. Yes, and I, you know I haven't been to any of the county fairs, but my patients have been, and they've come back and have told me, you know, basically uh, reported that uh, at the at some of the local county fairs around that it's just been business as usual and that you really couldn't tell that there was anything going on. And again, not to, you know, not to belabor it, and I'm not judging anybody, but to go out anywhere in public right now and pretend that it's business as usual is simply being irresponsible. Right. It's being irresponsible for yourself. It's being irresponsible, you know, for those, for the people that you love and the people that you're interacting with. You know, we're all in this together. We're not isolated. And um, whatever we do impacts all of those around us. So, uh, again, I'm not on my soapbox here, but for the uh, fairs that are coming up and for, you know, some of these activities that that are coming up, if if we're going to have, you know, uh, fall sporting events, high school football and the like, uh, we cannot go into these uh, events, even though they're outside. We cannot go into them and pretend that it's business as usual because it simply is not. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us for another minute or two on Real Roots Radio. Here's to your health every Tuesday at 930. And, uh, Doctor, finally, uh, we've talked about antibody tests before, uh, something that I know a lot of people would like to have, but we just continue to get more and more information about how unreliable these are. And I saw an interview uh, in the New York Times uh, over the weekend talking about some of these antibody tests aren't even looking for the right thing. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I've got to be honest with you. I have tested dozens of patients uh, for the antibody. And, uh, you know, uh, many, many, many of my patients are coming in and saying, hey, I think I've had it. You know, we're reading in the press that there's at least 50 times the number of people who actually have it or have had it that, that uh, been, you know, have been diagnosed with an acute test. And so we know it's out there. And yet every single patient I've tested for the antibody test has come back negative. Now, that's a small number of people. I get it. I understand it. And I realize we're not talking about huge numbers. But these are people that are coming in that are just dead certain that in March, when they had the worst uh, respiratory infection that they've ever had uh, before we were commonly testing for COVID, um, that, uh, you know, are coming back in antibody testing negative. And it. It's surprising me, you know, the the numbers of patients that I have tested, and I'm talking to my colleagues in our practice, and there's several of us here, and none of us have had a single antibody test come back positive. So, again, that's a small number, but but it makes you scratch your head a little bit, and certainly I can tell you that we're questioning the validity of the antibody test. So my recommendation to people at this point is unless you have a compelling reason to do the antibody test, it's probably not a good use of your time and money at this point to have it done. And then we're finding more and more about uh, the antibodies dropping off as uh, months go along. On the other hand, maybe you don't need that many antibodies to continue to fight off. You know, like we talked about at the beginning, we're learning different things every day and the science will continue to evolve and continue to tell us different things. That's exactly right. And it is changing now, you know, on a positive note, the uh, virus does not appear to be mutating, you know, and viruses that are well or that are, you know, being um, broadcast and are, that are highly contagious as this one is, 
um, there is a risk of mutation. And certainly, you know, I talk about making something even trickier and making a slippery slope even slipperier, if that's a word, um, the uh, mutation does that. And so fortunately at this point, there's been very minimal, if any, mutation to this virus. So that's, that's a blessing. We sure. need all the good news we could get these days, Doc. Absolutely. You're home for the best in real country music for over 20 years. WBZI, WKFI, WEDI. We are Real Roots Radio.